Let's record. It don't matter about that. Face Can you stop talking about future topics? Thank you. This is where we're starting. Listen. I'm sitting looking out the window like damn. Trying to fix the situation that's at hand. You're still running through my mind when I'm knowing that you shouldn't be. Me, I'm on your mind. I'm knowing that it couldn't be. Cause you ain't called. I ain't even a point. He's not shocked. That's your ass. You ain't called and he's not shocked. You know he's shocked. He mad hurt you ain't called. Stop playing with him. He's sad. Look, sad boy. I still got a lot of pain. I ain't that with it all. I've been running around with other chicks. I'm single and they loving it. I'm liking it, but I just want the one day that was in the He don't really love it like they do. I like it, but they not cheating. This is shit. I'm just letting you know that when this come on, it's a point. It don't matter what come on. This is a point tonight. We gotta get into the verse, cause T-Pain got some slander this week as well. And John Ta Austin, we not gonna talk that nigga is a John Ta Austin? He's a writer. Stop free talking about topics. <laughs> we are back. A little time off. We're yeah, look, a, a week off. We had to let our predictions come true. But we are here. Yes, sir. Before we get into everything, how are you feeling? Feeling good. How's your week been? Smooth. How about yourself? Stocking the shoes. I like uh-huh. it. I uh-huh. like it. I've been good. I've been good. Been chilling. You know, trying to get the my old lady shop together. Uh, but how's that coming? It's moving along. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Shout out to the studio, Century Studio. She do nails? Nails, lashes. Don't don't get me in the promo. First and I foremost, it's not a paid sponsorship. My bad. So, my so bad. don't get me in the promo. Just at Century Studio on, okay. on all your socials. Flagrant Two, Episode Three, Four. Something like that. I'm looking in the background like somebody was going to tell me. God, I thought oh. you ended up on the calendar or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're episode, I think it's four. I think it's four because we did boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's four. We're, we're four weeks in. And in what? the four weeks, I haven't been wrong about shit. You're basically. You have a topic list, and we'll, we'll get through your topic list. I ain't got shit for y'all. Mm. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. here to mm-hmm. provide sizzling hot takes. Um, and the funnies, and, and, and that's it. You guide us through this, you know, audio journey here. Hop in the backpack. Yeah. <sighs> Go ahead, Dora. Relax, relax, <laughs> relax. You relax. In the <laughs> and you got your boots on. You a nasty nigga. First and foremost, um, I just want to say that Pat came to my house today in some Yeezy slides okay. with the Walmart white It's a generic, yeah. With the red stripes, so that's how you know they're from Walmart. The Hanes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't But you have niggas. not a speck of this yellow brown First on. of all, you can throw Yeezy slides on anything. Yeah. No, they're not Nike Any- slides. Yeah, it is. They Nike, uh, Nike slides. slides better than Yeezy slides. 
As far as what? Like overall, overall? Like, what's what's better? I mean, the clout you get off Yeezy slides, nothing. It's nothing like it for sure. And you can wear them with anything all the time. They're super comfortable. But Nike slides, they're like, ah, they're overliable. Like they know. classics for sure. You can't go wrong with some Nike slides. Look, man, get into the list, man. Get into okay, the list. We're we not going to hold people up with, with our debate. With you you want to start with what? Versus tonight, NBA. Yeah. No, nah. Cut it off. Cut it off. Chill cut out cut, with Bow. Cut the track. So, so I'm going to be real. I feel like Bow Wow. Don't tell me to cut the track. Cut the track. <laughs> we'll let this bitch play in the background. <laughs> First and foremost. Bow Wow cut the track. Has, no, I'm not cutting the track. Now, just because of the disrespect, I'm not cutting the track. Bow, <laughs> cut the beat. <laughs> we not on You nasty fucker. Nah, so I feel like Soldier Boy is gonna win because Soldier Boy is gonna give you the the antics. He gonna give you all the I did that first and all that. So I'm excited to see that. But I feel like. Bow Wow is going to make it debatable. Bow Wow has some, some hits, bro. I think Bow Wow has better music than Soulja Boy. He, Bow got, wow, he got more. Bow Wow has like eight songs that I think when they come on, I don't know what Soulja Boy can play. This is one of them. Let Me Hold You is one of them. Oh, for sure. Basketball is Shorty one of like them. Mine. Shorty Like Mine is one of them. I, it's a couple of songs that I don't know what Bow Wow, I mean, excuse me, what Soulja Boy is going to play that's going to combat that. Sure. But then you get like Turn My Swag On, uh, Kiss Me Through the Phone, Soulja Boy definitely got some shit. Soulja Girl, like, it's some shit that, that Soulja Boy can really get into that mm-hmm. I'm like, Bow Wow might He can't hold it If he do that And the antics Bow Wow can't hold him At all So We're gonna have to see Do you have a prediction? <sighs> yeah I'm gonna First and foremost I think it's gonna be Entertaining Yeah To say the least I mean this might be The, the best Entertainment wise The best Verses that we've Ever had Since Gucci and Jeezy I don't think that was sure. Entertainment I was feared for my life just sitting on my couch, fearing for my life. From yeah. home? I felt like it was unsafe. The bullet was going to come through the TV? It was just unsafe. I didn't want to, like, even tweet about it because I felt like people was going to try to come at me for my opinions on things. Okay. All yeah, right. Like, you All may right. never been in a spot and just felt like it just generally won't safe. I mean, in person, but you at the crib. They was talking about some real nigga shit. But you in the crib. I don't think you understand the type of shit that... that they had between them and the type of fans that they have. Their fans are like rabid. You, Those niggas are like gonna do whatever possible for their person. You at the crib. <laughs> Move on. Move okay. on because you're not gonna continue to try to make me seem like I'm pussy or something. Hey, your worries not mine. I ain't saying none of that. Nah, but you implying it. So, nah, 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 but you implying it. You wanna stand up? You don't want to stand you, up. You want to stand up? You, you don't want to stand I stand on this up. couch and beat the fuck out of you. Oh, you got to stand oh, on the couch. It don't matter, man. So you can see eye to eye. It don't matter. As <laughs> long as he swings, can it. As long as he swings, can it. And my dog will jump you. My dog will bite you in the leg, and now you my size, and I'll whoop your ass. Your dog your is scary. My dog is not scary. Your dog is scary. He's not scary. scary at all. Your dog is It don't matter. It don't matter. Your dog flinched when that nigga sneezed. Your no, dog is scary. He's a, he's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's a stone cold killer. Uh, my prediction on tonight, I feel like, ah, that's a toss-up, for real, honestly. But I, 
I have to give it to. I have to give it. I would want. I, go I, I, I want Bow Wow to win though. I hate to say it. Why? I feel like Soldier Boy already gets enough like clout and you know notoriety for what he does, all his antics and things. He's always relevant. I just sure. would like for because and Bow Wow is the butt of every joke when it comes to rap. <laughs> So, like, Lil Romeo is the only person that gets, like, more hate. Oh, God. Yeah. ICD. <laughs> Nigga said ICDC college and shit. Like, so, I would want him to win just because I want Bow Wow to get his flowers because he's been, he been doing this for a minute. And there was yeah. a point where, like, he was called Mr. 106 for a reason. Yeah. Because that nigga was on that, like, heavy. And he's, so, he's more versatile. Like, he, he do shit outside of his music, too. Absolutely. Like, so, I just, we're going to have to see. I yeah, want yeah. Bow Wow to win. I think Soulja Boy will win. I think Soulja Boy will outdo him with all the antics. Because mm-hmm. Bow Wow's trying to do this, like, I'm grown, I'm mature, call me Shad Moss type <laughs> shit. You got a kid now. Yeah, you, gotta, like, you gotta wise up. <laughs> so, we'll see. Well, okay. What else you got for us? You, this, you're a mic today. So, yeah, you're, you're guiding here, me. Let it hit. Let it hit. You got some news in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Play all the time. There's always something going on. First of all, What's up? Did I tell before I'm gonna just cut you off here, A Mike? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that the Nets was gonna lose? I distinctly remember calling you. You did. And I said, I don't know, bro. I feel like the Nets gonna lose tonight. You did. And you was like, You tripping, nigga. Oh, God. Shut up. God. They at I'm home too? At the crib. I, f- I forgot. I forgot. You and, know James Harden. And, My bad. I forgot and, about that nigga. And. And. After the, the game, y'all niggas was at my neck because I, I made a comment. I'm going to make a comment here. What's up? That is the worst shot selection for a game winner that I have ever seen. Twice. Twice? The Twice. first one was a bad shot selection? That's a bad shot. A turnaround jumper from three the is a bad shot. It doesn't matter. Tall with 49 okay, points. All right, the all right, nigga right, can take right. whatever he can wants. We, can we pull up, can, can you pull up the, the two shots? Who did he shoot on the first time? Was it P.J. Tucker? Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton the first time. Chris Middleton. Second time Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton is, has the most length yeah. outside of Giannis to yeah. contest this shot. That's a horrible shot to take. Now, <clears> mind <throat> you, it's not a situation where they threw the ball in and he had to catch, turn, and fire. Mm-hmm. He dribbled into that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. He, he went around niggas all game. I don't know why he didn't go around anybody. St- or... If anything, why you just didn't hesitate and pull up like he did on LeBron James in the 2017 finals? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, okay. no. Go ahead. Get off. Then you go, you go to OT. OT, uh-huh. right? Because you hit the shot. That's cool. That's a tough-ass shot to hit. S- super tough. Butter. Super tough, though, right? Mm-hmm. That's a tough-ass shot. That's not your ideal shot. That's a no, 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 no. Yes. Damn. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So keep that in mind. It's a no, 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 yes type of shot. Just hit it, okay. You then go into OT. You now have a smaller defender on you. And you, you play into a defender's hands if you're going to do a turnaround fucking jumper from three. He had time to dribble on this one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a situation mm-hmm. where he had to catch and shoot. In that scenario, I understand. That's not the situation. He could dribble. Mm-hmm. And you have a smaller nigga on you, and you couldn't one dribble pull up. You couldn't hezzy into a pull. You couldn't do anything like your thing was let me try to back you down from the three and then turn around and fire again. Mm-hmm. 
In OT, hold on. In OT, uh, you've played most of the game. You've taken no, most no, of the no, shots. All of the game. Okay, ahead, it don't ahead. matter. Yeah, oh, that's even worse. Out. That's you, even worse. You played 53 minutes that game. Go ahead. Go that's ahead. even worse. So I've played all of the game, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to do a turnaround jumper that I have to exert more energy for. Mm -hmm. That is a bad shot selection. Kevin Durant should be the one taking the shot. Uh -huh. I agree with that. He didn't get any help. I agree with that. All of those things, they shouldn't be in that predicament because if James Harden played even a smidgen better, they would have won. All he needed was if, one shot from if, that nigga. If Blake Griffin or Joe Harris. If Joe Harris doesn't miss the three, <laughs> they don't lose. I agree with all of that. I'm not saying anything contradictory to that. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is, is for my game winner and for my game time bucket and my game winner, I don't want my star player taking a turnaround three. I don't give a fuck how tall you are. A contested turnaround three. You good? The thank floor you, is yours. Thank you, thank you. First of all, I want to start by saying my nigga had six minutes of rest over a three-game span. Okay. We're going to start off with okay. that. We're going to start off with that. Can I just ask one question? What's the question? So if you've only had six minutes of rest, why you take a turnaround three? Why would you try to do something hold on, hold on. easier? I'm gonna break it down for you. Okay, me. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, please. So my nigga started to take a nigga off the off the dribble. He started, gave a nigga a move. Chris Middleton, you talk about the first one. Chris Middleton gave the nigga a move. Chris cut it off. What is left for for you to do? Cool. He cut it off. I'm gonna spin back, shoot the jumper. That's really it's uncontested. My nigga seven foot shooting the jumper. I don't care who it's over. But that's it's a bad jumper though. It went in so. Oh, it's a bad it's a bad shot. He's been hitting. It, it doesn't matter. He's a great player. Just because a shot goes in does not automatically make it a good shot. That's a bad shot. When LaMelo Ball took the three in from the half circumstance, court, In the circumstance. It doesn't matter. I try to take you off the dribble. You cut me off. What is there? What is left for me to do? But doesn't he hit that and the, the clock didn't expire? There was still time. It was like point something seconds left on the clock. So, but, it, but in the time of moment, though. In the, yeah, in, I, I in mean, the moment, I, like, you don't really know, okay, I got exactly 0. 0.5 seconds left on this clock. I mean, so, so tell me this. Could he, have stepped, could he have stepped back? Could he have just done a step back? Yeah, in but In both I mean, scenarios. Because I understand yeah. what you're saying. Both scenarios, he makes a move, he, and he gets off. cut off. Yeah. Could he have stepped back? As opposed yeah, to, but, let I mean, me you now know. do a turnaround over the left shoulder, try to realign with the basket, so, and then shoot the ball. So, how, how much better is a step back over a turnaround? You already have proper alignment with the basket. It's easier to align if I'm constantly looking at the basket as opposed to and now I have to turn away from the basket uh -huh. over my shoulder. You have to start jumping. Yeah. So now in the air, I need to find the basket, get aligned, and shoot the ball. All right, next question. How what? often do you see KD do a step back versus a turnaround? I don't see him do turnaround threes. No, ever. nobody does turnaround throw. I'm saying just a turnaround. Like in the post, turnaround fade. Boom. But he that's a that. post shot. He was posting up. It's just a post. It's a, it's a, it's a fade. It's, it's a post three-point fade. fade. It was that's a two. A Technically, it was a two. It's a if you keep it high, it was a two. If you're, if you're not taking that shot that often, like, if you're not doing that. He made it. I'm saying, He like, made the first one, yes. Yeah. And then he chose to do the exact same thing. It just worked. Even more tired. And he airballed. Why? Because you're tired. And you My just took, You just took the most difficult shot that you probably could have took. I don't. I, you can't tell me a more difficult shot that he could take in that scenario. I mean. If my anything, nigga was tired, nigga, rise up. My nigga was tired. Rise bro. up. They're going to contest. You're already body to body. Rise up. Pull They're a train. No pull They're a train. No but I still feel like KD would be able to shoot that before he could shoot a fucking turnaround jumper. I mean, 
what are we really you're, arguing about right you're, now? We're arguing about the shot selection. I think it was one of the best. At that situation, you get the move cut off. It was one of the best shots. Uh, turn around, Yes. Would he you did, be mad? He created space with it. KD shoots more turn around. Okay, so you, you, play, you, play on a, you play on a team. I play on a team, yeah. You guys have a, a, a guy who can score, right? For sure. Would you be mad if he took that a turnaround jumper? If my nigga played the whole game and he Which, has 49 points at this point, at this point, I don't give a fuck what you take. Because whatever you shoot is going to be better than whatever anybody else is shooting. Uh, but I'm so, talking I mean, about like, outside of the things that he could do, would you be upset that if he, he took he tries a, a, a turnaround jumper? He tries to hit a nigga with a move, no, he gets cut off, and he has to resort to the turnaround jumper. I'm but he not doesn't bad. have to, though. He does. He doesn't He hit to. a nigga with the move. He got cut off. Okay, There's so an easy that? step back right there. Katie, don't shoot step backs. Maybe that nigga needs to learn. That's not in his do you, bag. Do you Why think would that, I? So would do you, you think that Katie... Oh, 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 just... Can just, I ask this question, though? Let me out there. Just one question. Go ahead. Do you think that KD can shoot a step back? Do you think that KD he can, can shoot a step can back? Can do it in a game and shoot a step back? Yes, but I want to ask you this. I want to. I want to ask you this. Okay. Game on the line. Would you rather a nigga do some shit out of his body, like out of his bag, something he don't usually do, or would you rather him go to a move that he does, he practices, he just hit to go into overtime? Which one would you rather hit? Which one would you rather him shoot? I'm having him shoot a step back. Stop. Over a turnaround three. He does the turnarounds. He does this shit. Not from three. Location on the floor matters. It does, but it's game on the line. Game game on the line. line. I don't want you. I want you to do what's going to be easiest. Come on. What's going to be the easiest and best shot available. But to him, that is the easier shot versus a step back. And I'm telling telling you, even though it is easier, that doesn't make it better. It does, though. Okay. It does, though. No, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. That's a horrible fucking shot. And they're not in the... For KD? That's... Any shot for KD. Any shot for KD would have been good. So a step back for KD would have been fine. Rising up as soon as they cut you off would have been fine. All of that would have been better than you doing a turnaround three-point shot. Mm. Both times. Both times. Now, do you kind of have to get out your body and do some things that you normally wouldn't have done? With the game in on the line, situation? I'll, I'll be more mad if a nigga does some shit he don't normally do for game on the line than the nigga go into a go-to move. If KD do a just step, further back, if KD do a step back from three, I don't think any. So NBA if KD does this. a step back from three and airballs that bitch, niggas on his head because he don't do that shit. Why the fuck is you shooting a step back, nigga? You I don't think, shoot a step back. NBA shit, analysts, turn around, nigga. I think NBA analysts is gonna talk about how he came up short and all that. I don't think the narrative would have been that it was a bad shot. It's a bad shot. It's a bad... I talk to all these niggas that know and play basketball and listen to the NBA analysts that know and play bas- have played basketball. Mm-hmm. They say that that is a bad shot. Now, out, we're not talking about the circumstances that led to the shot. But you have to. You have to. No, we're not you talking can't just, about... You can't just no, when I say, no, 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 no. When I, say, well, when I say circumstances that led to the shot, I'm talking about Joe Harris. I'm talking oh, about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about in that scenario. And, you and so, so here, here's the though. thing, though. Here's the thing. It's going to make you look at KD different if you're saying KD is the greatest scorer in the league, which he is, sure. but KD's only counter to getting cut off is a turnaround. That's not his only, but I mean... So why didn't he go to another one? Why did he, he go to one? But he literally just it does hit not it. matter. He just hit it. it does. If I just smoked you with a move, why would I change it up? It doesn't. Why would I'm, I change it up? Because you're more tired at that point. I just hit it, though. I you just hit, hit it five though. minutes ago. I just... Boom. And... Bang. And why would I go to something else? 
when he hit it, how how much were they down by? They would. They were down two. by two, two because they're down by two because I know they was down by two and in, in the fourth quarter. I don't know about overtime. I'm talking about in the fourth quarter. It was it was one. The overtime was one because Giannis hit the little bullshit to put him up one. So my thing is, you're down one. And to win the game, time is going off. To bro. win the game, you're going for a turnaround three. He it's couldn't okay. get nowhere. This it's okay. Move. It's okay. We're not even gonna talk about it. Just move on. Just move on. But okay. I just want you to know that that's a dumbass shot. Okay. Okay. I don't give a fuck who you are. That's a stupid <laughs> ass shot. All right. Yeah, this shot is and the, if you add context to the situation, I'm not mad at the shot. I'm not mad at that. Of shit. course, as a teammate, you're not gonna be mad. But as even a, as a viewer, as a Nets fan, I'm not mad at this shot. Okay. You should be though. You should what? be because you know that KD is the greatest scorer on earth. And even if he has never shot a step back jumper in a game, I would think that he could hit a step back jumper. So I mean, my, if my legs are dead, either one is not has a low. Neither one is down. ideal, but having to turn around mid air makes around, it less. Myself. I can gather myself on the turn. The step back, you're really like, come on now. Okay. Okay, if that's what you're trying to say, but But, that doesn't make any sense though, because you still have to relocate the basket on a turnaround. But it's easier just to relocate the basket on a turnaround. Use more leg to step back, get separation off the step back, and then power up for the shot. But here's the here's the thing: it wasn't that big of a like you're acting like he was at the free throw line and had to step all the way back. He He the fact that the turnaround was still a three point attempt shows you how close he was. Yeah, yeah, was how close that he was to the three-point line at the time. So, a step, it doesn't have to be this huge step back. It's a little side step. I'm already behind the line, and I'm going to rise up. I'm telling you, you thinking about it in your head right now, you can yeah. see that that's a better shot than taking a turnaround. Like I said, either one of them. Nigga, move these microphones it, and play it out right now. On a, we, we can. I'm telling this, you. It'll be, it'll be like simulation. I mean, like. No, no, no. Uh, you're trying, you're trying, to, you're trying to make jokes, but. I, I I'm dead ass, though. No, you're, you're shorter. Make, it's a shorter no, defender. No, no. I'm a taller, you're trying to make taller jokes. offensive player. You helped, you helped Drew Holiday in that situation, Kevin Durant. You did. And he the type of nigga that would tweet back at a nigga about it. Drew? No, Hell no. Kevin Durant. Oh, that, uh, really he you would tweet back at a nigga for saying that. But you played into Drew Holiday. You did. You made his job easier. You do Honestly, because it's a tougher shot. If you if all you do is sidestep behind a three and I still have to contest, that's a better shot for you. You're already aligned. Even if you don't do it, you're the greatest scorer on earth, nigga. So any shot is not a bad shot. And you just say he's the greatest scorer on he's earth. He's the greatest Whatever scorer I on do earth. Is gonna be cool. However, even though any shot isn't a bad shot, I'll go by your logic. If any shot for KD is not a bad shot, there's levels of difficulty for him. Okay. And I'm saying that a sidestep three for Kevin Durant, even if he doesn't do it that often, is easier than having to turn around and relocate. So if I practice, if I practice a turnaround fade, right? But if you're I not practicing it. You're not practicing a three-point turnaround fade. That's the thing. If I practice, it doesn't matter. If I practice a turnaround fade, if I have the motion, come on now, body memory, muscle memory. If yeah. I do that, muscle memory, boom, it's easy. Turnaround fade, don't care where I'm at. It's muscle memory. Boom. It's different when you boom. when you put it into the context of a three point shot. I got to put more power in it, more leg in it. Okay, Ooh. but you haven't practiced that, so now your muscle memory you have to tweak that. But it's that's it's natural the, though. It's that's natural though. The, it's the, the flow start, of the game. The like, start of the motion off, is natural, like, yeah. but the adjustment that you have to make is not natural. But it's it would be more natural for me to shoot. Do you think I, Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant doesn't practice side step threes? But I'm saying he, he doesn't do it in a game. 
Okay, he does but not do I, it would in the game. St- I would still have him take that over the turnaround three. I'll, and we can I'll move be mad. on. Hey, Mike, just move on. Just I'll move be on. mad. You just do some on. shit that you don't do for just the game when it's shot. Hey, I'm Mike, pissed. just move on. I'm, I'm pissed. Just, just curious to the next topic. Right, we're not going to ever agree on this. All right, so who do you who you got in the finals? You know the, the conference finals? Oh, Bucks. I, I, I told you, I think that, well, okay. So Bucks my Clips? thing initially, and this is just me being transparent, initially I had said that the Clippers would beat the Nets. Mm-hmm. In the final, I still feel like the Clippers get to the final. Do you think that's that's just me? Yes, because at this point, the Nets were probably the toughest team for them to to face. They'd be able to they'd be able to handle the Atlanta Hawks. Like, don't do that. For don't sure. do that. They, they get Atlanta. through DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. They, they can get through Trey Young up. and Clint Capella. Yeah, don't now, sleep on them boys though. They, I'm not. I think that they can. I think, that, I think that they can beat Milwaukee. Atlanta? I think Atlanta has the ability to beat Milwaukee, okay. but it's, it would be hinging upon Milwaukee having four bad games. Yeah, Milwaukee has to beat themselves. Yeah, and I, but I don't think that that will happen. No. Nah. Because. You see what them boys did last night? Uh, 30 balls? Yeah. This is bro. God <laughs> damn. God. Oh, shit. <laughs> For the viewers, I did not fart. It Yo, was the dog. Nah, it the was dog the dog. Fart. <laughs> it was the God, dog. <laughs> he still sleep off that. Like this nigga killing people. Oh my god. Okay, I don't even know where a nigga was at, bro. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Giannis, they don't have anybody that can hold Giannis. So mm-hmm. if Giannis puts up a Herculean effort, and the other, yeah, yeah, okay. Um. If Giannis puts up a Herculean effort and nobody else, you know, everybody does kind of their job, then it's cool. I think when you played against Brooklyn, even though they were depleted, everybody had to play up. Yeah. Everybody has to play better. better. Giannis has to play better. Middleton has to play better. Drew has to play better. Yeah. Because Brooklyn is just that. Much better. Than yeah, that much better as a team. Um, so... When you take it to Atlanta, Atlanta, they're a good team, and they've shown that they can be top-tier teams. But you However, just got to be yourself. You just need to be yourself. I, all yeah. I need you to do is be yourself because I have so much of an advantage that I can go out there and get me 35 every night For sure. if I'm young. So I just need everybody to play. Chris Middleton, give me your 18. Drew, give me your 11. Whatever, whatever the numbers is, mm-hmm. y'all just give me what y'all going to give me because I'm going to take this day. As long as we play defense, we're going to be good. Yeah, and they played defense and they did that, and Same that's why they had to blow out win. I think when you take it over to the West, tough series. Ty Lue is a fucking genius, and he and Paul George haven't gotten enough credit. I've been coming in here for three straight weeks talking about how niggas need to respect Paul George. Paul George, although niggas have you know bad moments, KD just missed the shot. For sure, Paul George, Paul George missed, two missed, missed two free throws, but he came back and he had a good game that game. He did. He. Came back and had a great game at home. Mm-hmm. Inserting Patrick Beverly to frustrate Devin Booker is like the That's smartest smart. thing that I think he's ever done. But now with CP3 back, I think but you got to change that up. But no, no, no. You going to put Terrence Mann on CP? They had Paul George guarding CP. CP? Okay. Which, which was working. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when I watched the full game, because I, I've obviously been vested in the Clippers the whole time, mm-hmm. and I think that their defensive scheme right now is working. They have Reggie, Paul, Pat Bev, 
they put Terrence Mann in the game, mm-hmm. and they do uh, Zubac to guard Aiden. Aiden. They started game one small. They did, they, they did game one small. So uh, they did Morris out there uh, and Platoon. Nah, that, that was working against Gobert. Yeah. Aiden's featured Different. in the offense so much more than Gobert that niggas going to get tired and, yes, and whatever. Uh, trouble, all that. Yeah, all of that. And you don't need that. Game two, they did Morris and Zubac. Mm-hmm. That's better. It, it worked a little bit, and obviously it came down to just the free throws. Mm. They then, but Terrence Mann played great defense. So then they took out Morris yes. and put Mann in for more defense and more hustle. And you want that scoring punch coming off the bench because they also found out in game two that they didn't really have nothing off the nothing bench. Off the bench. Yeah, yeah. But that also, with Mann coming in with the starting unit, that opened up for Luke Kennard to come and play. And I've been high on Luke Kennard. I know that. But for the crazy part is, is that for the Clippers, niggas said that when Rondo came, the niggas was going to be great. For sure. Rondo hasn't played. Yeah. Is that me? Your phone? Oh, yeah. Um, Rondo hasn't played since game one. He got yeah, DMPs. Nobody, nobody thought Reggie was going to play like this. Reggie been hooping. But, but see, that's the, that's the thing that I'm saying is that niggas don't give Tyloo enough credit. I think that if they still had Doc Rivers when Rondo came, he would just be playing all the time. For sure. Doc Rivers, I mean, excuse me, Tyloo put man in the game. Yeah. Tyloo uses, you know, Luke Kennard situationally. He's not afraid to play around with lineups. Them niggas will change a lineup. And it works. The thing is, is that he does it so well that from game to game, you don't really know what you're going to get from the Clippers. And that can work in their favor and that can work against them because you're asking people to do more or less on a nightly basis. Outside of Reggie Jackson and Paul George, you're asking Terrence Mann to have a good game one night. You're asking, you know, Nick Batum. You're acting, not really Boogie. Nah, Boogie game one. Boogie was getting off. Boogie was getting off. But I think that mm, he's just not, he hasn't been playing that much, which is, for him, that. This coming from the man that said Boogie was going to eat up. I did, I did. Because (laughs) I think that Boogie would have. Go back to Sacramento days. (laughs) Boogie would have ate against uh, Brooklyn because Brooklyn doesn't have anybody on the inside. And they don't play defense well at all. I don't, I, you can't say at all no more. Because they, they was playing okay. defense on they the They play decent defense, but they don't yeah. play defense at an elite level to be For able sure. to hold. They could hold a Zubac because he's a pick and roll. They can hold DeMarcus, too. They yeah, now be. DeMarcus, they can hold that. If, if you said DeMarcus, because he still showed flashes of what he could do. But how long? It's not, that's not sustainable. At DeMarcus but, now, but you not just, sustainable. But you just needed to work for the short stints that he's in. You need him to go in. We're going to throw the ball to you. Whatever. It doesn't matter because Brooklyn's not in. I think that the lineup changes <clears throat> keeps Phoenix on their toes the same way it kept Utah on their toes, the same way it kept Dallas on their toes, and Kawhi has officially been ruled out for game four, but I think that because, he's done. because they're doing it by committee, I think that it works. Yeah. Because I'm not relying on anything outside of, like for certain, anything outside of Paul George and Reggie Jackson, mm. it doesn't matter who steps up. It's who's hot. You're going to play. Yeah. Their defensive scheme is working. Pat Beverly is playing an, an amazing brand of defense. Like, amazing. For sure. For sure. On, on, and it's not just the fact that he's missing shots. He's causing turnovers. Uh, Devin Booker had four fouls in the first half. That makes somebody play different. 
Pat Bev, he's doing Pat Bev things. Though. He's doing what he's supposed he's to do. Pat he's Bev talking, things. and you know, niggas thought that uh, CP3 coming back would have been like the nail in the coffin, but I felt like they looked slow. I feel like CP3 was rusty. No, but I feel so. Where he's had like a week off. Where they he had eleven days, but where yeah. they thrive and where they were really fucking go. I'm not going to say the Clippers up was moving the ball quick, mm-hmm. getting up and down the floor. Can't can't nobody hold eight in a, in the center. They're running in transition. That changed. They didn't run in transition as much. And yes, that's because you get a ball to CP3. CP3 is going back up. He's going to slow that bitch down. I think mm-hmm. for a team like the Clippers, that plays into their hand yeah, because they play up. great team defense. Like their yeah, defensive yeah. concepts are great. So when you know you guys are running as fast as you know Dallas is running. That works out. Same thing with Utah. When Utah was running and in transition, it was a hard time for the Clippers. But once the Clippers was able to slow it down, it plays into the Clippers' hands. Because the Clippers' offense is great. Like, even without Kawhi Leonard, they're still playing great offense. Yeah. but Now, no. yes, they, they get a lot of hero shots <laughs> from Reggie Jackson at the end of the shot clock, from Paul George at the end of the shot clock. But they still play great team offense. Yeah. Moving the ball, swinging and things like that. So, I think that the Clippers can win out. I really do. I really, I think they can three win. Three in a row? They got three in a row? I mean, I just meant like this uh, in the when, finals. Okay. But I think that the Clippers win tonight. I think that the Clippers steal one in Phoenix. I think Phoenix wins. And go to seven? And then goes to game seven in Phoenix. And the Clippers win. I think the Clippers do win. I think. Now, Go ahead. Now, what I will say is to that, that's that's what I really think will happen. I think if the Clippers win and then steal one in Phoenix, they're not going back to Phoenix. Okay. Because Terrence, game six, Terrence Mann. Stop it. Don't, this is not no he's, This he's, is not a He's thing. game six clay. Yeah, he's stop he's it, game bro. six clay. Stop Don't it. play with Terrence Mann, bro. Stop it, bro. I like Terrence Mann is, is, a, is a very good player. I like his he's energy, a very good player. Bro. I really like, I like, I like the energy player. and everything that they bring. Um, he's, what, he's what the Lakers wish Kyle Kuzma was. Not as much scoring, but yeah. But he scores won. though. The Lakers, he can score. But he scores off of like cleanup buckets. He can score though. He and he can shoot the ball and then the Lakers when they die played, for a Terrence when they, right now. When they played him with Gobert, he was able to attack because Gobert wasn't gonna close out or whatever. And he doesn't make dumbass decisions. He no. doesn't he doesn't well, he turn the ball. He did against the clip I mean the Mavericks when he had that wide open layup on Luka Doncic who had like four fouls at the time and to win the game and he passed the ball to Nick Batum and then Nick and Batum did. tried to do I mean, that's, that's one though I mean that's yeah one, so I think that uh, you know it'll all work out I think that the Clippers have found it but the, what, what niggas forget is the Clippers also don't have Serge Ibaka like Serge is out I think and Serge was he's not coming back though. I know he's no well no he's gonna get I think he's on contract no I'm saying he's not coming back I know. for the rest of his postseason I know he's, not, he's out for the rest of the season but with Serge Ibaka, that's a different dynamic for them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that's a that's a, a big body big that can stretch. shoot threes. He can run the floor. He can rim protect better than Zubak. He can jump. Yeah. Like I don't think that that lob happens if, if Serge is in there. If Serge is in playing eight in. But also, if they don't put Demarcus Cousins on the ball and they put Zubak on the ball, oh yeah, because that makes it pass much more difficult. But one, Demarcus Cousins was out of position for sure. Guard the fucking basket. He won't even jump in like. (laughs) But turn (laughs) your body to the basket. Like you, you're doing this, and the basket's over your right shoulder. That's an easy pass. 
put your body in front of you in a basket so that the lob can't happen because you know it's only enough time for a fucking lob or a catch and shoot in the corner. But even if it goes there, you can come close out to the corner. He just yeah. stood like this was a regular inbounds, which it's, it's, is why the pass happened and everything. But I, I think that surge, like not having surge, really hurts them, and they would they are going to be a much better team next year. Do I think Kawhi stays if they make it to the finals? Kawhi stays. Without, I think I think if they make it to the conference, well, they're in the conference finals. Yeah. If they don't, because they're not swept. If they win tonight, if they make it like a four two four three situation, if they win and if they lose in six or seven. Or win and go to the finals. Kawhi is staying. Anything less you think he's gone? I don't even really know where he would go. That's what I'm saying. To be honest with you. So I don't I don't really envision a world where Kawhi Leonard leaves the Clippers. Because it's not like this team sucks. They don't. The team all. doesn't suck at all. The, all. the thing is, they could probably run it back and still be a contender. Like, no changes to the roster. For sure. Because you get... You get Ibaka back, like, that's, again, you, you keep Nick Batum. I told you Nick Batum was that type of player, that type of glue player that when you put him on the right team, it's great. It's great. <sighs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nick Batum. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's the Swiss Army Knight Go ahead, him. go ahead. <laughs> I digress. I do think the Clippers beat Phoenix mm-hmm. in a slugfest, and it don't matter who they see in the final. You they think they're winning? They're gonna win. All right. Uh, Especially if Kawhi come back. Kawhi's not coming back. He torn ACL. He's done for this. He, it's not torn ACL. How you know? I think it's just a knee. I think they were. I think it might be like a partially torn ACL. He's not coming back. If if Joel and B played on a torn, partially torn ACL, Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard, who had a bruised thigh and was out for the season with his Spurs. It's a that's because the Spurs. It's a different we, cat. We knew that that soured up. We knew that that's how I would have done that. Besides the point. Besides the point. Go ahead. But, uh, you think they beat Milwaukee, or you think they don't beat Milwaukee? Uh, honestly, if Cameron Payne plays, I, think, I don't think they beat Phoenix. Because, let's keep it hot. Cameron Payne was balling game one and game two. And they, they won game one and game two. CP3 is back. I don't think Cameron Payne has to give you 20-plus per game. On zero turnovers. I think what happens is but, he starts playing out of his body. Like he starts playing like on some like he does he doing too much? Yeah. I, I don't think so though. Because he's smarter than that. No. Campaign is and he has CP three now. So all he has to give you is a change of pace. You talking about how when Phoenix plays up and down? They were doing that because campaign had the ball most in the second. Of the time. That's a but now you're talking about it being done in a second unit type situation as opposed to maybe not even a second unit, but you take CP out and put campaign in for the first unit with the first unit for a stretch of the game or something like that. Just to give you a, a change of pace, okay. just to pick the pace up. And if he comes in, if he plays well, I don't think Phoenix can lose. I, I really don't, okay. and because you can't expect Devin Booker to. Keep shooting like this. You don't you have really to can't. have him keep keep shooting like that. You just have to continue to disrupt him, frustrate him. Yeah. Because then he became passive. It wasn't even a situation where. Because at that point he was hurting the team. Yeah. He, he was really hurting the team by keep taking shots, or so taking the was, shots that he was. He was taking. being passive, and now I'm turning the ball over. Now I'm getting foul calls on me and stuff like that. But so. now, if campaign, I'm telling you, if campaign balls, now Devin Booker doesn't have to make those plays. Because all he has to do is campaign setting him up. Campaign got the ball. Devin coming off a pin down. Devin coming off a down screen, up screen, whatever. Now Devin's getting set up to where 
All I gotta do is catch that bitch and make a play. Shoot, drive. Okay. Come on. That's fine. So who you have in the finals? I got Phoenix and Milwaukee. Who you got winning? <sighs> who do I have winning? Phoenix. I wanna see CP get that ring. Okay. I wanna see CP get that ring. I mean that's that's cool. I, I'm not gonna go against you on anything. I'm just gonna smile and nod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated. Alright. Next is uh Jeff Lottery. Did you catch those? You catch the picks? Uh, I catch the little thing on Bleacher Report and they send like the eight updates in a fucking row. <laughs> yeah. So who you you think who you got going top top five picks? I don't even know five niggas in the draft. You did us? I know. I probably can name five people. But you but don't know I enough wouldn't about know them? like I wasn't, this college basketball season just wasn't really it for me. And then the G League games weren't really on. So it wasn't a scenario where it was like. You were really catching them and shit? Yeah, I couldn't really. I started it and then, you know, you run into a situation where you can't really finish it because you don't get to see the games or it's COVID. And then they weren't putting the G League games on. So it's like, I don't really. I mean, I wanted to watch them, but like they on like ESPN 8. And yeah, like, yeah. I'm not finna do all of that, bro. Right. Um, I know that my Rockets got pick number two, two, number two, 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 two. So which is they, dope. They going? Um, you think they getting James Harden Jr. or you think they going big man out of USC? Like, I don't like the name James Harden Jr. Uh, I don't oh, really bad care. Memories? My bad, my bad. I don't really like. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I would pick Evan Mobley because for me his upside is tremendous. Who you think his upside could be? Like as a player, as a as, as a ceiling. As Who you a think his ceiling, ceiling could be? Because I've heard Anthony Davis on ESPN. I, and that's where I was gonna go. I was gonna Anthony go Davis. AD because I feel that he literally has the the bounce. He has the size. Mm-hmm. He can do everything that AD can do. Maybe not the handle, but I think that he could have that type of impact. And I think him alongside Christian Wood would be. You know, decent. Decent to see. You don't think they're two like, like players? Like two, not really fours, not really fives? I think that with his athletic ability, mm-hmm. the Mobley can protect the rim. Mm-hmm. I think that Christian Wood has a, the size, like weight-wise, to be able to bang with a center. Now, yes, are they going to struggle with Jokic and Embiid? Yeah, but the whole oh, fucking league, league yeah. struggles with uh, Jokic and Embiid, so I think that you think, you think they, can, they can get shit done? Yeah, I think that those two can get stuff done, because when you have two players of that caliber it's a situation where I, it don't really matter, like you just need a player to get them the ball And who would that player be? It doesn't matter at the end of the day, <laughs> for real because I'm not, I'm not projecting the Rockets to be great next year, so mm-hmm. I mean, even even if we you know suck next year and then we have a high draft pick you know the next coming year we can get a guard at that point but I think that those two as a cornerstone are are kind of like you. that's what you want everybody wants the stretch four who can shoot the ball and now you got two of them if we have two of them that can do that at a high level as well as somebody who can rim run both of them can rim run yeah I think that that would be kind of a scary thing you throw Kevin Porter Jr. at the three 
And then, I mean, John, John Wall is going to be at the one, of course. And probably, yeah, I could flip him. Like, I could, I if, mean, he, if he performs, I, don't, I, don't, I could really flip yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, if he performs, we probably flip him for, like, a young player and a piece. But I think that, I think personally you should take take it because that also allows Christian Wood to still get his shots. Yeah. I think that what you don't want to do is go into a situation where you take a Jalen Green, y'all suck. Jalen Green's gonna take the bulk of the shots, and now Christian Wood is upset because he doesn't get the same type of touches that he would if he didn't have a Jalen Green nice team. Mm. Mind you, Kevin Porter mm-hmm. Jr. is also gonna take a lot of shots. So now we're just taking a lot of shots, and the people that you want to keep happy, like you want to keep Christian Wood happy. You would like to because Christian Wood has no commitment to be with y'all. How, would, how long did he sign for? I thought he signed for like four years. A disgruntled guy will leave. He will find a way to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, yeah. I just went through that. Trust us. So, <laughs> I would take uh, Mobley over Green, but no other Rockets. We finna have Jalen Green. Ooh. That'd be tough, though. I'm trying to tell you that. I like him. I like the Jalen Green because he's he's a bucket. He's really a bucket. He's a he's better than Kevin Porter Jr. He's okay. what he's what y'all want Kevin Porter Jr. to be. Okay. I think I can flip Kevin Porter Jr. if shit goes go south for real, for real. You keep saying flip. Because yeah. he's, show, he's showing potential. Yeah. You, you said you compared him off air to Jordan Clarkson. So, I mean. Yeah. A great six man. Exactly. So, he, he can be that six man for y'all, or y'all can trade him and get something back, and he yes. be that six man Why for somebody else. We keep the six man for us and take the, the starting center that, that could start the starting center and power forward combo. Why wouldn't we do that? No, I'm saying like no, but it, w- it wouldn't be I'm six saying. man. It wouldn't be. He would move to the six man eventually. Okay. Because we would have the starting combo of Mobley and Wood. So you're saying whoever y'all get in front of Eric Gordon, start Eric Gordon. No, I mean for the next couple of seasons, obviously Kevin Porter Jr. would start. Yeah. Just to get him reps and stuff. But once we get to the point where we're like, okay, like we can kind of contend, because it's, in... it's not a free agent destination, so we can kind of contend. We may maybe make a blockbuster trade or something like that, or just do something of that nature. Kevin mm-hmm. Porter Jr. goes to the bench, which I don't think he would hate. Like it doesn't seem yeah, he, he don't care. He just, as long as he's getting touches, yeah, as long as he's getting touches, which he'd get more coming off the bench. We'd be in a we'd be in a much better situation. A mm-hmm. much better. Situation. I mean, for for y'all can go either way. I don't think there's a wrong pick. I just feel like having two super dynamic players like that would be ideal. Because at that point, you just need a guard that can shoot the ball. At that point, for real, for real. If they both can give you 20 and 10. Too big. I'm I'm just trying to to visualize. they couldn't. I'm just trying to visualize two bigs give you 20 and 10 on the same team in 2021. Uh, but they're two bigs that can shoot threes, run the floor. I'm just trying to visualize it. Space. It, it really, because like, Miles Turner, DeMontis Sabonis, you see how that's working out. They both two bigs that can space the floor and shoot but the ball and shit. Miles My, uh, Turner is not as good uh, as either Christian Wood or Evan Mobley. Uh, He's not as mobile. You're and DeMontis right. Sabonis is giving you a triple-double. I think yeah. that it, it definitely does work. It can work. We, we just going to have to see. I think that it can work. 
Please continue. Where's your, where's your Chicago Bulls link? My, my niggas don't got no pick, bro. Oh, okay. Let's just move on. We ain't got, you got no pick. No, you knew they ain't had no, no draft okay. Oh, my bad. It's okay. Excuse me. There's no it's draft okay. Because we still got Vucevic, Zach Levine. We about to get up off of Lori. We about to trade Lori and get something good back. We still got Pat Williams. Kawhi 2.0. Yeah. Stop playing with him. We got a squad now. A Mike, A Mike, carry, carry the, the pod, carry the pod, A Mike. All right, cool, cool. Next is uh Ben Simmons, or do you want to get up off the NBA shit? We can leave the NBA. I hate Ben Simmons <laughs> because his no, no, I, and I'm just gonna say this, and we can get off the of NBA, and we are gonna move on, and we gonna wrap this shit and get get up out of here. Niggas overrated. <sighs> yes. And the crazy part is we argued in the gym for like 15 minutes. No, like 30 <laughs> minutes. About whether or not Ben Simmons was a top 15 player in the league. And yeah. I told you he was not top 15. And he was like, ain't no way. He not top. He defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. He should have been defensive player of the year. matter. He should have been defensive player of the year. So here's the thing. Even if Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball, Ben Simmons should still average a double-double with rebounds and assists. At minimum. At minimum, you should be giving me close to 10 rebounds. And if you're the point guard and you're that big of a point guard, you should be giving me anywhere from 11 to 12 assists a game. Can I read off your stat line for this season? For career, he averaged 16, 8, and 8. Okay. This season, he gave you 14, 7, and 7. So, I mean, he's... No. He's not playing ass. No. He's not playing ass. He's not playing ass. Can you give me his playoff stats? Uh, While you're looking for that, so. I'm going I'm to continue to make my point. Hmm? The problem for Ben Simmons is not only does he not shoot the ball, but he's not aggressive in the other facets of the game outside of the defensive end. Hmm? I need him to get rebounds. I need him to get assists like it's nobody's business. And... The other problem, which I saw somebody mention on Twitter, shout out to whoever said this, when people were comparing him to LeBron James, that was incorrect. You should never put that type of expectation on a kid. Yeah, because all he's going to do is fail. If here's, here's my thing. If they would have said that he could be Rajon Rondo that or Jason Kidd, R- Rondo to Jason, he's, he's Rondo now. That's what I'm saying. That would have been disrespectful to say that his... His, his, floor, Rondo. his floor is Rondo. His yeah. ceiling is Jason Kidd. If okay. Jason, like when Jason Kidd got a jump shot, mm-hmm. if he can develop a jump shot, that's who he's going to be. He's not going to be LeBron James where he can completely control the game and the pace and this, that, and the third. Yeah. It don't matter where he goes. Even if he goes to Golden State, doesn't fucking matter. Cause, I mean, if you're not LeBron by now, you're never going to be LeBron. Yeah. I mean, at this point, especially with the work ethic that yeah. he seems to, to showcase. <laughs> so it doesn't no, matter at all. I feel like the problem is is that his player comp was so high. Mm-hmm. All the expectations were there. He obviously didn't show up and show out like he was supposed to. I think that if we would have said he could be Jason Kidd, niggas would be looking at him different. Because Jason Kidd struggled to shoot until sure. the very end of his career. Yeah. When that's but all he, he still, really could do. He was still one of the most dominant point guards in the 2000s. Yeah, he was. There's no. Yeah. I said no. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm talking about points guards. Yeah, he was dominant. He led the Nets. Yes, Vince was on the team, 
but Vince was there to score. Yeah. Everything else was Jason Kidd. Rebounds, assists. I mean, he would still give you points. Like, he has a lot of triple-doubles. He might have the most triple-doubles in Nets history, if I'm not mistaken. I think mistaken. so. Because I don't even know who else would be up there. Richard Jefferson would probably be up there, too. I don't think he had more than Jason. But, yeah. yeah like, not more than Jason Kidd, yeah, obviously, because yeah. of tenure and stuff. But... But, I mean, I got, I got his playoff stats, if you want. Please. All right, first round. Uh, 2021. Oh, they played Washington. Washington. My nigga averaged 15-10-9. So, he was giving you Ben Simmons shit. What niggas expect Ben Simmons to give you. Second round, he gave you 10-6-9. and nine. That's not enough. If I'm it's not, not enough. If it's I'm not, not requiring you to score, if I know that you're not going to shoot, I need you to be dominant in the other categories. Okay. I need you to make a, the same way Rondo was giving you 20 assist games because he couldn't shoot. The same That's way that Jason Kidd was one of the best point guards in two in the 2000s and he couldn't shoot. Now, yes, most people couldn't shoot in the 2000s, but he couldn't shoot. He was shooting worse than other people, other mm-hmm. point guards. Because of all of those things, I need they excelled in the other areas of the game. Now, yes, it, does he excel at defense? Yes, but I think that that's just physical tools. Like I don't really see Ben Simmons like just sitting Locking down. down yeah. yeah, he don't sit down. Trey was like, still feeding. Yeah, Trey was, <laughs> Trey was still breaking that off. <laughs> like here's a piece for you. Here's a piece for you. Like Trey was still doing. So I think a lot of his defense is just his physical, his physical tools. He's six what nine? Six nine, six ten. Yeah, he's around there. He got a seven foot wingspan, big body, like. I think that he's got to be out there to play. Defense. Yeah, most of his defense is just from his size. It's not like he really sitting down, stopping niggas, forcing niggas left, like this, that, and the third. Like, no, nah, he's not doing that. He's just big as hell <laughs> and athletic. So when the lob tries to come, he can jump up and, and Give me that touch shit. the ball. And yeah, that's good, and that shows like good defensive numbers. But it's not an effort. It's not effort defense. I think I think that's his problem though, because he's so physically gifted. That he's never had to yeah, he put doesn't, no but that's, attention that's to what his I'm saying. shit. That's what I'm saying. Even though LeBron was physically gifted, he put... He still he, tried. And that's tried the thing. You don't compare somebody. You have to compare everything. So you can't just compare like who they could be Physically, if they work hard. Yeah. Because you don't know if they work hard. <laughs> that nigga don't work and hard. And he don't work hard. He don't work hard at all. So you put it at Jason Kidd who... And I'm not going to say that Jason Kidd didn't work hard, but you put him to a Jason Kidd and I think that he flourishes. Okay. And that's right. it. Well, let's, let's get off of that. Let's get off of that please, shit. Please, please get off of that shit. Did you hear uh, about the new music that dropped? No. As in, like, no? No. I've heard no new music. I mean, what you listen to, bro? What you listen to? I don't even listen to music most of the time, to be honest with you. Like, a lot of my car rides, I listen to a pod. <sighs> oh, heads, I swear. I mean, I know that Tyler the Creator came out and... I, had, I stopped listening to Tyler Creator for a little bit, but I heard that this album was amazing, so I'm gonna listen to it in full. Uh, I'm not listening to Doja Cat. Don't take time dance on my couch. Get out my house. She alright. She cool. I mean, she can rap. I've heard some verses where she was really like spitting. She got some features on here. What's that? Thug, Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, Jig. Scissor. Is, like is there anything relevant that has come out? Not this right now. Not for real. Yeah, we had such a great, great two weeks for of sure. music, and now we're for in sure. the low. 
Um, you gotta fall off eventually. The can't fall keep off. it up. Yeah, That's you can't keep it up all the time. Oh, okay. So, uh, I got some questions for you. I got some questions for you. A question and answer. A and f First of all, do you think it's, like, cool for, like, a couple to have, like, a... What age range do you think a couple should be? Like, uh, the age difference between... So, you're talking people. about, like, an age gap? Yeah, age gap. I think that an age gap varies. Depending right, on... Let me, let me just explain myself. So, for me, age gaps can vary. I think that... You know, when you're young, you should probably date more young people, like people in your age bracket. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, when you're talking about teens and stuff, you should really be engaged. For sure. Um, If anything, one year, maybe two. But once you start getting to like a 16, 18-year-old, that's weird. That's That's weird to me. For sure. Um, But even into your 20s, you should be dating people that's around your age Mm -hmm. um, to avoid manipulation, things like that. Mm -hmm. For me. For you for me you're speaking for yourself i'm speaking for myself in my perspective when you start getting to like the niggas that's 40 that's dating a 20 year old it's manipulation on some end either sure. it, i i just feel like there's not enough in common for y'all to you know find to genuinely love. like yeah. each other <laughs> yeah to, to genuinely find love it's either it's always somebody got money or you know something of that nature yeah uh, you just look good Status. yeah that's like when that. you get into the trophy wife type of stuff um but once you get into like your 30s, a lot of people, from what I've been told, because 30s is creeping up on me in the next five years, uh, they have said, like, you kind of figure yourself out, figure out what you want, and things like that. I think that at that point, when you have that realization, have had some life experience, mm-hmm. I think the gap at that point, unless it's outrageous, yeah. unless it's like 30 years and you, you date like a 60 year old, I think the gap doesn't really matter at that point. Because okay. you have found like older me, and younger, like you're 30 years old, you can no, no, younger no, no, and no. older. Because again, when you say I'm 30, I'm dating a 21 year old, it's in, it's in the manipulation type of thing. It, it's going to depend on the person there. I, mm-hmm. I would say that you know, 25, you can start creeping up into like somebody who's 29, 30, things like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's all about when do you find yourself? When mm-hmm. do you know yourself? Because when you start dating somebody who already knows themselves, they can, I don't want them to try to manipulate you yeah. into becoming exactly what they want because you're young and you're impressionable and you're going to just do whatever because they're older and they, they've had this life experience. Like, no, mm-hmm. just date the people that don't have no experience like you. Mm-hmm. Go through those things. Learn that stuff. Learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. Instead of going into this relationship where you're dating somebody who's 40 and you're 25 or 35 and you're 25 and they know everything they like and they know what they like out of their partner and now they're telling you yo i like when you do this this that and the third and now they're, they're, molding yeah, you. They're, they're molding you into what they want yeah. and that might not be who you are so mold yourself naturally yeah. um and i feel like from most people from what i've heard and you know kind of seen and stuff like that that happens at around 30 you've had your 20s to party and all that you should mm-hmm. be into your career yeah. Like, you know who you are and what you want out of a relationship or a woman. You know, if you want kids, you know, if you want to get married, just in the third. So once you hit your 30s, you can go and date a 45 year old or 50 year old because they know themselves as well. And when you get to that age and you realize exactly who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be. Ain't nobody going to come in and change that. Like, sure. you, I've decided the type of man I want to be. I've decided that I've wanted kids. I've decided if I want to 
you know, a wife, I've decided that I'm not going to be a person that does housework or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do housework and I don't care about that. Ain't nobody going to come in and change that when you have actually realized who you are and what you're going to do and accept. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. coming in and changing that. So that's why the gap doesn't matter. I feel that. I feel that. I was just asking because I seen like, I be saying like older niggas, like younger females, and I've always thought that shit was weird. So I just wanted to ask you about. For me, it just it, it it's it's always gonna be like yeah, I'm just using him for for his money, or you know, I'm just fucking her because she bad, and like look, I can put these bad chicks or whatever. But the mental stuff is probably is is the stuff that worries me for people because mm-hmm. those girls and what you'll notice is those girls that do that, they always are doing that. So even if this relationship don't work, typically the relationship goes bad, like in a really bad way. They go find another one, and they continue to do it. So now that now they're thirty and they're dating sixty year old men, they still don't know who they are, but they're doing it for the money. So you get into kind of a cycle there because you don't ever get an opportunity to figure out who you are because this person is constantly coming in and molding you into what they want you to be. Yeah, and I I just would fear for anybody in that type of situation. I even you know, vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Girls can do that as well. So it's n- it's never a situation where one one race or sex is you know worse than the other. For sure. It's just across Everybody. the board. I just want people to find themselves, love themselves, accept who they're gonna be, mm-hmm. and then present that to the world. Because somebody will like you for you. Like for somebody sure. will. There's somebody and, out there for you. Yeah, and then the the good part about kind of dating in your age range. I would I would say like again one to two years when you're a teen two to three years when you're twenty to twenty five, um, three to five years when you're twenty five to thirty and then thirty if you yeah, realize who you are it, it's opened up to whatever you you feel comfortable with. Um, when you date somebody in your age range, which is what I do, which is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, you grow with that person, like because they don't have the experience and you don't have the experience, y'all grow to Forget find what y'all like. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's a beautiful thing as well. I mean, I'm not telling people to be single till they're 30 and then go looking. No, you can find somebody and then y'all grow together. I've been dating my girlfriend since I was 20. Mm-hmm. I'm 25 now. I mean, and we've grown together, and obviously, I'm be taking the next steps to to complete you know that cycle and, and do marriage and things like that. But I've grown into the person that you know I know what I like, what I don't like, what I'm gonna tolerate what she not going to tolerate, what she, you know, kind of expect out of me. And that, it changes. It's going to change because it's going to change as you get older. Like now, I used to feel like I had to go out with her every single night. Was it a jealous thing? Maybe. Was it a thing where I just, you know, didn't want her to think I was boring? Maybe. At this point, (laughs) go have a girl's night. You want some money? I'm sitting on the couch. I'm watching the game. I'm watching a versus. I'm playing the game. I'm just chilling because, like, naturally, me, I'm not a person that's going to go out and, you know, go to a, a concert or go to these, that, like, all these types of things. So I'm not going out every weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to all these birthday dinners and shit. If I don't talk to you, but once in a blue moon, why the fuck I need to be at your birthday dinner with 17 other people? But it's not the last know. supper. Like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Like, I'm going to see you the next time I see you. I might shoot you a birthday text, maybe, but that's just not the type of person I am. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Like, if if we don't (laughs) speak like that, why do I have to tell you happy birthday? If that's not the day that we speak. I feel you. It's not. So, I mean, if I'm... No, I'm not going to break, like, we have a bond in this. This is what we do. We see each other out, and we hang out then. Yeah. I'm not finna go outside of that for the purposes of your birthday. 
Now, if you're going out on your birthday, I might go because that's what we do. But I'm not going to go do this, like, come to my house and, you know, meet my family and stuff. Like, nah, yeah, that's chief, so I, that's, that's not so what we deep. do. Yeah, for sure, for I'm sure. not going to go to a birthday dinner where all I know is you because we only go out here. We only go out together. Mm. And I don't know none of the other people. So now I'm looking stuck and simple on my phone, like, because <laughs> I don't know nobody. But you're all mad yeah. close. So, like, it's just certain situations that I'm not going to put myself in. I understand that. I definitely feel that. But you have to learn that that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And then you have to accept, like, all right, I'm going to be the nigga that's, like, not finna go out every single weekend. And I'm okay with that. I don't give a fuck if people call me boring. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to change the fact that I don't feel like going out. Because that's you. Because that's me. For sure. But beforehand, that was still me. But I was going out because I didn't want that perception. And I didn't mm. want somebody to feel like I was boring or I didn't want people to think I didn't like them or had a bad attitude. Nah, bro. I just don't do that. I'm sorry. And, and that's me. If you don't like it, I mean, we don't got to be friends. We was only friends to go out, so it don't matter. <laughs> this nigga here. So, yeah, I mean, you learn yourself. And, you know, it, that's, that's the best part. When you're able to find somebody and, you know, you kind of get committed in the, in the type of, and, and learn. And when you guys grow, y'all grow together and y'all grow in the same direction. Because mm -hmm. growth is growth. For sure. But what you don't, what, what happens, and it's not a bad thing, is if you get with somebody and you're 20, right? Mm -hmm. You're 20? 19. So, 19. So you're 19, right? Mm -hmm. And you grow with somebody and let's say you got to 21. And now you're legal, you can go to the bars, this, that, and the third, and you want to do that. Like, now I can go to the bar and drink in public. I can do this, that, and the third. I can go to a bar, watch a game, get a beer. That's what I feel like doing. I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings, get wings and, and a drink and chill. Uh -huh. And your partner doesn't want to do that. And they grow into, well, yeah, I can do it, but maybe I'll just go buy some wine or something and, and sit at the house. Y'all are growing in two separate areas. If y'all don't, you know, want to continue to do that, that's fine. Continue to grow the way you're supposed to grow. Don't bend yeah. yourself to go where in the direction of somebody else. Grow the way that you want to grow naturally. Mm -hmm. And if they don't necessarily want to abide by that or help or, you know, kind of split their time and do something that you want to do and you do something that they want to do, now then y'all just, yeah, just, y'all are, y'all splitting apart anyways because the growth is going in two different directions. Just yeah. continue to grow. Just don't have anything holding you together. Just continue to grow. I feel that. So, but when you can grow in that same direction, that's beautiful. It's beautiful when you find it like that. But it's, it shouldn't be a rush to find it like that. It should be you finding what you like and don't like in a relationship at all times. Okay. Okay. I'm with you to learn you and, and to learn myself. myself. For sure. Because I got to figure it out. Because some people... You Especially know, when you're young. Yeah, because I, like I, I tell this story all the time. I, I've been living with my girlfriend for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two years, like, yeah, we spent the night at each other's house and, you know, did stuff like that. But mm -hmm. when you live with somebody, it's different, different. right? <laughs> it's just so different. And I've never lived with anybody else outside of my family before. Mm -hmm. So when we first started living together, one thing I noticed was that she squeezes the toothpaste. Like she don't, she don't slide she it? She don't slide oh it down. My God. Oh, my and God. that was, like, really bothering me. Like, I was like, what the fuck, yo? Like, <laughs> type of savage shit yo. she be on. And okay, man, yeah. but that's the type of stuff that you learn about somebody when you when you live with them. Yeah, that's yeah. the type of stuff you learn that okay, you know, somebody shit with the door open or somebody squeezed the toothpaste or this person don't clean the dishes until the dishes is about Piled this hot. So or they don't ever like to do laundry or something like that. Those are the things that you have to learn and you learn those from your different relationships, which is why I'm always an advocate of a serious relationship. Y'all should probably live together. 
mm-hmm. like a quick little six. Even if y'all have separate apartments and or you know she lived with her mom and you got an apartment, mm-hmm. like when y'all about to have when you're at your six month mark and you only got six months to go on your lease, move in. Because at the end of the lease, if y'all not working out, she can leave. Go back. She can go wherever she want to go, and you yeah. can go find you another apartment. Y'all don't have to get on the lease together. Mm-hmm. But you need to live with somebody every day. For sure. Every single, every moment of every day, you need to know that that person going to come through the door when they're mad, when they're happy, when they're sad, when they're anxious, when they're drunk. You need to see them at all times. For like, sure. when my girlfriend has a headache and she wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., that's a different type of hell. Like... I hate it because I'm sleep and I really Not can't, I really don't care. Like <laughs> I really am just trying to sleep, but I know that now if I don't like rub her or something like, cause she doesn't take medicine. So if I don't rub her or try to like get no, her some ice some shit. or something like that, it's going to be some it's shit. It's going to be hell for the next it's four hours and it's going to be seven o'clock and then I got to go to work for you. That might be the breaking point. Like, nah, yeah. I value my sleep so much that I'm never I'm doing that for you. Me, I, like get the fuck off me. <laughs> Yeah. But you don't know that because nine times out of ten, when you're first dating, every time is going to be to impress the other person. You don't get as comfortable and let yourself, you know, be loose. You're you not do. really you. You yeah. Like you putting on you what you always want put on a front. Even even when y'all been dating for two years, you know, and y'all haven't lived together, mm-hmm. it's still a front when I see you. Even if I spend a night at your house for you know four days, so you still doing shit. I'm that- still doing stuff that you know. I'm still picking up the napkins and stuff on the ground oh, and, and this that, and the third, just cause like. I don't, I don't want, want you to think, think I'm dirty, dirty for sure, but for sure. you, y'all live together and now it's like you can't hide that shit now that's a napkin on the floor like yeah. that's a Pick pizza up, stain bro. like what the fuck you know like <laughs> why are you doing this so like that's the type of stuff that I, I always tell people is that don't don't be afraid of living together mm-hmm. it's I feel like it's something that people should do and obviously I wouldn't want people to get into a commitment on a lease or something but if there's a situation where you know you have an apartment and Kind of like certain, experiment? Yeah. At a, at a certain point, like at your, you, you only got three months left or, you know, two months left. Invite them to move in. If it's a serious relationship, invite them to move in with you. And at, at the end of the three, you're going to know by the end of month one oh, if God. this is something that you can do. And if it's not, at the end of the, you know, the lease, it's just you on the lease. It's not like y'all going to stop paying rent or anything like that. Yeah. At the end of the lease, there's no commitment for this person to live with you. It's, yeah. hey, I, I have a f- few months left on this lease. I want to see how this works. Come live. They come live with you. It's not that they have to move all their stuff in or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But just have them come live with you. And mm-hmm. see. And if it doesn't work, I'm sorry this isn't working. I'm going to need you to leave. They still have a home to go to. They're yeah. not tied in on this lease. You're not dependent on their money. It's not a situation where you've tied yourself together in that manner. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm able to run this experiment. Just to see how it goes. Yeah, just to see how it goes. And then if it goes beautifully, oh, okay. Let's extend this. Maybe we can, maybe I'll resign a lease or maybe we can go get a lease together and get a better apartment and we pull our money or whatever. But just yeah. do it in a situation where you're not going to be affected. So you know that you can cover any and all of your bills. You just have an extra person living in the house. That's fine. I mean, that's what I do now. I I pay all of my bills here Mm. comfortably. So even if, you know, God forbid we were to split, it's not like I need $600 from her to pay my rent. I don't because I can pay my rent by myself. 
Sure. Now, are we on a lease together? Yes. So if, like, hypothetically, if I stop paying rent, they would take us both to court, whether we're together or not. It don't mm-hmm. matter. We both signed a lease. But that's because we're at a, a certain stage in our relationship that we know. Yeah. Um, and we were like that on our first lease. But when thinking about it, it would have been more beneficial if it was just one person on the lease. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. how it is. I'm still young. I got a couple more years. Young. Before and I really this get is into your that. time to just learn. For sure. Figure out exactly what you like, what you don't like. Date the oddball or talk to the oddball is what the I like. I mean, I like what I like now. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what you should always do is you have a preference and a, and a type. Everybody does. So you're saying like go outside Go of outside preference. of the preference. Yeah. Cindy was outside of my preference. But she, I don't want to get you in trouble. What's your preference? Uh, my preference now is Hispanic women. What was it before? before I was dating like light skin, mixed, white girls, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I love my chocolate queens. I had a bunch, <laughs> I had a couple of chocolate like girlfriends or mm-hmm. people like I talked to and stuff. And obviously I think they're beautiful, come from a chocolate woman, all of that. So For I don't sure. want people to be like, oh, uh, colorism. Yeah, yeah, no, so, no. yeah, yeah. I don't want <laughs> but Cindy was outside of like, I had never t- thought about like a Spanish woman or a Hispanic woman. And Cindy She's is Hispanic? Full, Cindy is full Mexican. I, I thought she was like Asian. No, nah, she's full Mexican, um, like full Spanish, like fluently speak Spanish, tough, straight like that. There's nothing mixed. It ain't like white and Hispanic. She is full she's blooded full. Mexican. So that was outside of it for me, and but she opened me up to a different world, a different viewpoint, a different mm. way to look at things, and a different culture. I mean, I had Mexican food, and I love Mexican food, but now so you really had it. Like I can eat Mexican food like every day. I have mad tortillas in my fridge. Mad okay. fucking tortillas. Like, <laughs> mad fucking tortillas. I'm being dead ass. Like, my favorite liquor now is tequila. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely switched yeah. to the side now. So, like, it's, it's, it's that type of situation where, you know, taking that chance can open you up to something completely different that you, you weren't thinking about because it wasn't your preference. Yeah. And my life is better now because of that. Like, just, I'm more worldly. So I, I would always encourage people that are just dating casually or single to just try it all. Just yeah. try because you might unlock a world that you never thought of. Yeah. And you might enjoy that world better than, you know, kind of what you've been in. So it, it's always there. I mean, you, I never want somebody to limit themselves based on the preference that they have right now. Yeah. Because your preference can change as well. For sure. Just like my preference changed. So... I had the preference, got in, got into a relationship, was speaking to somebody, and now my preference is completely different. Hmm. Completely different. And it's not to say, you know, you're never going to like, you know, a light-skinned woman again or whatever. It's just, just... You're open to more. Yeah, now I'm open to more. I, I think about, you know, more things than what I was beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I look at the world in a much more... In a much different way. So even on a macro level, like, when I'm looking at... Like the kids that were in the tents and like ICE was putting them in tent mm-hmm. or in cages, excuse me, not tent. That hurts me. Like that affects me more because my girlfriend is Hispanic. Like her family is Hispanic, like full Mexican. And mm-hmm. I would hate for a situation like that to occur. You know what I'm saying? Young Daniel or something yeah. Like that. And then like, you know, people make those type of like Mexicans were working outside of Home Depot waiting to get picked up type of jokes. Like it's just certain it's things don't that don't hit the same no more. Yeah, it's like certain things where you know, I'm just a, a better person because I understand that plight and things like that. 
Yeah, yeah. And he, yes, her family paints, but them niggas run their own business. Like, they not like no. Che- they bought a house off of that business. They work for themselves. Oh, yeah. Them niggas make guac, like <laughs> guac. Them niggas buy like ten pounds of crab legs at a time for Sunday dinners. For, for Sunday like, dinners? Yeah, for like family dinners. Let me let me come to the. You're not family. Come on, bro. You're not family. She got a sister. No, she cousin? does, but not your age. She got a cousin. I think so. But that's my age. What you're not gonna do is try to pull up on. Like, <laughs> I just want the crab yeah. legs, bro. I just want the but crab legs. Like you trying to come in with an ulterior motive. What's yeah. well, not gonna happen? You're not gonna slide into my. I'm family. trying to. I'm trying to grow together. You're not. You're not gonna <laughs> be growing. Trying, trying to grow with the crab legs. Let me grow with you're them. Disgusting. <laughs> Was that your only question? I mean, what what what's the time looking like? We at one sixteen. I think we got time for for one more. One more question. One more question. It's about to be. One o'clock here. Cool, cool, cool. Is it okay for niggas to cry? That's my question. Like, is it like just like shed a tear? Like, no, no, no. Like emotional niggas. Like, is it okay for like? So, so first and foremost, we know we know it's like emotional niggas out there. First and foremost, I don't even like the the connotation of emotional niggas. Like that sounds negative when you say. Okay. No, no, no. I understand your question completely. So okay. I'm just letting you know. I just want to rephrase it. Lead you into my stance. Yeah. I don't like the fact that you you coined it emotional niggas mm-hmm. because it it now makes it seem like oh you saw it's soft. a bad thing. It's, yeah. it's never a problem with a man crying. Okay. Never. Ever. There's no situation. If you cry, it's because you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Why would you try to limit how somebody feels about something? Maybe not limit how they feel about it, but how they express it. Why? I'm not. I'm not saying I have no, no, a problem no. and, with niggas and, crying, but I'm saying like. But I, I'm just. I'm just I'm telling just posing, you like I'm the just posing questions to you and the audience. So if mm-hmm. you don't have an answer, you don't have to say anything. But what if I do have an answer? Then say it. So when you said limit how somebody is, is expressing Expresses. something, and yeah. I asked you why would you want to limit that? Uh, maybe not in this situation, but I can understand why people would try to like limit the way people express their emotion. Because sometimes the way you express your emotions could be negative. Of course, you know I mean? but it's maybe crying. not in this situation. I'm not saying okay. like okay. crying is no, no, negative. no. That's what, and that's where I was leading to. Yeah. So when people are angry, you say you want them to limit mad. their expression. Yeah. yeah, if if the the expression can cause harm to them or others, then yes, you wanna you wanna try to curb that or help mm-hmm. in whatever way possible. Crying is a release. Yeah, for people, it's a release of emotion that. Yeah, it's it's not like they're coming at you with their fists or anything like that. They're not punching themselves or anything like that. If they get to the point of self-harm yeah. or harm to others, then yes, you want to say, hey, chill, stop crying, this, that, and the third. But crying is a release. People cry when they're stressed. It's not when they're just sad. Or mad or something like that. Yeah, yeah people release through crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. Mm. I hate that it... it Denoted as being weak I hate that people feel like It's something that shouldn't happen I feel like our fathers And their fathers And their fathers Were dumb as fuck for telling men To to be a man and suck it up and this that Like no Because most of them niggas was beating their wives For sure Because they couldn't express themselves So what they do, they turn to violence Mm -hmm. Or they turn to alcoholism Or they turn to, to Whatever yeah, being a hoe, or they release themselves in another way. Mm-hmm. It's people that are depressed that go do porn because they feel like they can't cry. People say that they're at the lowest point in their lives, they're depressed, they hated themselves. So why'd you go do porn? 
don't know. That was the only thing that made me <laughs> feel good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but what if they could cry? What if crying would would have been the release for them and would have been good? Yeah. Cry. Go to therapy. I'm in therapy myself. Mm-hmm. I am in therapy. Proud to say it because I need to be. Yeah. Like there's certain things that I need to be able to talk to somebody about. Have I cried in therapy? Absolutely. Because at a certain point, it's too much for me to hold in. Yeah. It's, and, and you you still even though I'm this big like mental health guy and I, I definitely advocate for men's mental health and you know being able to show emotion mm-hmm. I still walk around my house like if I'm sad and Cindy asks me like what's wrong with you I still say nothing for sure I still don't own up to the fact that like hey babe I'm just not feeling you know happy today cause I just feel like weird saying that yeah because the stereotype is you no, should not be saying this why are you saying this you a yeah. bitch you a girl you a little girl are you a girl why are you crying why are you feeling sad and maybe I just don't like maybe my brain isn't making the, the dopamine that it should be making right now. Yeah. But I should be able to feel however I'm feeling. You can't invalidate somebody else's feelings nor how they express them. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless unless it cause harm to others or themselves. We're causing harm to others or themselves. For sure, for sure. I don't care if you get mad and you want to go write a book. That's not causing harm to anybody. Mm-hmm. That's how you express yourself. When people are happy and they jumping around and doing this and the third, we don't yeah, ever tell them to stop. Yeah. So why, when somebody's sad and they're crying, do it's we tell them, like, nigga, you crying? <laughs> yeah, I'm crying, dog. This really upset me. I am crying. <laughs> yeah. You should be able to cry. For sure. For sure. I, and I asked a question not saying that it's a negative thing or it's a bad thing or men shouldn't cry. It's just a... It's a, it's a popular topic. It I is a popular topic, but to do you understand it? that how you saying emotional niggas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is, okay, so educate me. Make me a better person. How should I phrase that question? So your initial question was fine. Uh-huh. Is, there is a problem it okay with, for men to cry? Uh-huh. Do I feel like it's okay for men to cry? When I ask you to expound upon that, saying emotional niggas is an issue. It's mm-hmm. not... I'm not canceling you or anything. Like, I'm not a cancel yeah, yeah, type I, of nigga. I understand, I understand. I'm just saying that when you said emotional niggas, mm-hmm. that puts a negative thought in your head. That's a negative connotation that's attached to emotional niggas. He an emotional nigga. So can like I say he niggas are emotional? Niggas that are emotional? People are emotional. Yeah. Regardless, emotional niggas shouldn't be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you to expound upon or should men be able to cry, you should be like, in any situation, do you feel like it's acceptable for a man to cry? Okay. Cause just calling him an emotional nigga means like that nigga just emotional, like yeah. he a bitch, he on his period, whatever. That's just not type of the type of stuff that you should be associating with somebody being emotional, because you don't want to make somebody feel bad about being emotional. Because they really can't help. Because they can't help how they gonna feel about it. Yeah. Nor how they express it, unless they're causing harm to themselves or others. Yeah. We should not be trying to curb or stomp or silence anybody. For anything, mad, sad. That's why you don't tell a woman to calm down. <laughs> I'm being serious because it's rooted in me telling you to calm down is me telling you to not not be mad about what you're upset about. I mean, I feel like I feel like in certain situations that okay, are women dramatic? Yes. Yeah. However, a lot of the times when a when a girl gets mad at something, they've probably been mad at a lot of other things. 
and this is just the one thing that that kind of sent them on the edge. So you need to allow them to be upset because they need to be able to release whatever anger they have. Mm. You shouldn't try to silence their anger. You shouldn't try to tell them that they shouldn't be angry. What you should be doing is now turning the conversation into, well, why is this making you feel this way? What is the root of this? So hypothetically, if I left the, the toilet seat up and Cindy spaz on me, that's not what you right? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I mean, that's not what I would do, but yeah. I'm just trying to figure. I was just trying to find something so minuscule. It's just a, a lot of men's first thing would be like, "Calm the fuck down." Like it's just a toilet seat. For sure. Cool. But do they ever calm down? No. So instead, it's like, well, why did me leaving the toilet seat up like make you this mad? Yeah. Because think, to me, uh-huh. I don't feel like that that was a big enough thing to make you this mad. Is something else bothering you? And that just might have set you off. Then that opens it up for more conversations to say, yeah, well, I just feel like around the house you ain't been doing what you're supposed to be doing, this, that, and the third. I've been trying not to say anything. And then you have a more healthy dialogue than me just telling you to shut the fuck up. It's not that serious. Yeah, yeah. But for, I mean, like, like for me, like, if I, if I tell you, like, like, if somebody's mad at me or if somebody's mad in general, and, like, they explain to me why they're mad. Like, for instance, I'd be like, why, why is that? Why are you doing all of this for that? Like, like it shouldn't be this. this Their reaction shouldn't be that high to yeah, what their like, problem I would try to, like, get them to see that whatever you're mad about really isn't that important enough to be this mad about. Okay. Or for you to be stressing yourself out, mad, mad at the world, whatever, ruin your day over something. That you're gonna be looking back on and saying, "Damn, that shit was minuscule. That shit yeah. wasn't really nothing." So if I tell you to calm down, I'm really trying to get you to see that it's okay. really not that big of a deal. You just in this moment, it might seem like a big deal. And I, and I, I completely understand and will agree with you. But when you just say "calm down," you didn't say all the things that you just told me. Yeah. You just told me to calm down. Take the time to say, "I really feel like that person cutting you off is not that big of a deal." And I feel like the way that you're reacting is not like you're giving it too much power. For sure. I've had that conversation because people, yeah, people do overreact to things. And it's typically not just because that one act, maybe she was just having a bad day. And then that was the one thing again, that sent her over the edge. Mm -hmm. And you can always come in and say like, I understand like, like you're mad about that. Like I get that. However, I feel like the reaction that you're having right now isn't really equal to the problem. And I don't want you to really get so worked up to the point where we have a bad day or something of that nature. Yeah, it affects something else. Yeah, where it affects, where you let this one thing affect something else. Yeah. And then you say, so was there anything else that might have been upsetting you? Because then you can get into it. And now if they're like, nah, I just was really upset about that. That's fine. You just let them know like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you look back on it, you're not going to really be that mad about this at 8 sure. p.m. tonight. You're not going to still be thinking about it. Like, they didn't hit us or whatever. Yeah, it was rude, but, you know, secret. fuck them. <laughs> but when you just say, calm down. You telling me not to feel how I feel? Yeah. Did you just see them cut us off? Like, we could have died. Just anything. Like, the same way that if you're upset about something, somebody's like, man, just calm down, bro. Like, no, nah, I'm not calming down, bro. Like, why the fuck is you telling me to calm down? I'm upset. Yeah. But if if I'm just upset about something, then you can come in as a rational voice and try to just break it down in a way to show how you're feeling about mm-hmm. it as well. That's also beneficial. Because not only am I mad, but maybe you're saying like, excuse me, and this happened recently. Somebody was upset 
at my girlfriend's shop. Mm. And she got really, you know, stressed about it, worked up. And I said, hey, I completely understand, like, this is a stressful experience for you because you haven't run into this. Mm. But you need to understand this one person doesn't have the ability to bring your whole shop down. Even though they're please everybody. Yeah, even though they're upset, you know, you're still amazing at what you do. I love you. Like, I support you a thousand percent. Whatever happens from this, we will get through. But you're letting this affect our home life. You're letting this affect your attitude towards other clients. Like, let's figure out a healthy way to spin this. For sure. Because I just see that you're stressed and you just don't want to talk. You don't want to eat. You don't want to do all of these things. You're yelling at me. All of this stuff. And I don't feel like, for me, it's affecting me as well at this point. And Mm -hmm. I don't want us to have beef or, you know, any type of animosity or tension from some shit that somebody else did. And did we get a chance to work through it and talk it out? Yes. If I'd have just been like, calm the fuck down, it's just one person. There's not some other shit. Because her thing was, yeah, but, you know, she tells other people to stand a third. And I feel like I got to put in all these policies and all of that. And I was like, okay, so now we're getting, so now we're working our way to, to what the roots of the problem is. Yeah. So now let's address these and let's fix these. So now we have policies in place. We're taking deposits. We're doing this and a third cancellations, no shows. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, even if she does, you know, try to go on a social media rant or something, there's laws in place that if she continuously does this, we can sue her for defamation of character. For if sure. she does this and, you know, it's really bad and it's picking up traction. We could show the text messages where she said that you were an amazing person and you, you did a great job and all of that and, and just show that, you know, because she's yeah. not going to show that. She's just going to show the negative shit. Yeah. So we can show, you know, that she was actually positive to begin with and then, and then, some one, certain, thing yeah, and then one thing just set her off. I was like, we have ways that we can address all of this. And once you kind of break somebody's feelings down into that, mm. you still validate how they feel. Mm. But let's get to the root of it and let's try to solve it together. Cause I'm your, I'm your partner, yes, or sir. I'm your homeboy, and you're yeah. mad at a, at a girl. Let's figure out why you're mad. Let's like really sit here and talk about what is making you mad about her going to the club or whatever she's doing. Sure. And then let's figure out how can we fix it. Have you talked to her? Nah, bro, I ain't talked to her. She's just no, I don't like her going out. <laughs> Nigga, you gotta talk to her before. <laughs> and then have you talked to her? Yeah, I talked to her, but she says she's not changing. How much are you going to be okay with that? Like, how often is she going out? Can y'all compromise? And if you don't mm-hmm. feel like doing all that work, leave. So it's always a situation where you don't want to invalidate somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. You want to first let them know, like, I understand that you feel this way. Let me just help you through this. And in a situation where it might be something minuscule, understand that that might just be the tip of the iceberg and it's a whole lot of ice under the water for you. Uh, for y'all to go through so you have to kind of work to that and if it's just a little you know a little piece of ice floating on the surface you still validate that they feel the way they feel you just say all right i personally don't feel like in an hour you're gonna care this much about it uh, and you work through it that way but if you're mad be mad scream yell all of that cool i just don't want you to in five minutes i i don't want you to continue to you know stress yourself out about this about this little piece of ice if it's a tip of the iceberg then obviously y'all work through that if it's not let that shit go you let that joint uh, fizzle out yeah and I think as a young nigga I feel like that's the part like comforting others or like being there for others like emotionally when you say like cause I'm not an emotional person 
So I feel like just being there for others and helping them, that's like a part that I need to work on, some shit like that. Especially so in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a part I got to work on. I mean, it comes with, with, you know, real life maturity. You just start, you know, not necessarily wanting to to cause unnecessary drama or attention or things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you want to be at peace. At home. If you can't have peace in your home and in your relationship, like, that should be your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That should be where, you know, you go to escape from everything. When your job piss you off, you should be able to call your girlfriend. And that should be peace for you. Mm-hmm. Same way that we find peace in playing basketball, same way that we find peace in playing a game. That should be another form of peace for you. It shouldn't shouldn't feel like a chore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, just like in a game, you can lose in a game. You can get, get into a fight in, in a relationship. You can get mad in a game. You can do all of that. You can get mad in paradise. Yeah, yeah. But it should, at the end of the day, be a release from everything for you. So it, it'll come. It'll come with you know your own maturity and just wanting to have consistent peace in your life yeah. maybe one day maybe one day just it, it'll come you done broke the mic that sounds that sounds like it's gonna be terrible you had a song um, yeah, from yeah. this new Tyler the Creator project go ahead and play this and get out of here I like this 